0: You're listening to Date Smarter Sexier with your host, matchmaker and dating coach, Andrea LaRosa, accompanied by co host Kanan, where we're talking about everything love, sex, and relationships. Now let's get chatting. Come on. Let's
1: talk about sex babe.
0: Do you remember when you were in high school and you were in sex ed class and your teacher was trying to do a drawing on the board of you and the partner you were having sex with and it looked like a tree, like a tree diagram Mm -hmm. where they were trying to explain that when you have sex with this person, you also have sex with all the people they've had sex with and all the people that they have had sex with. And it was like this tree diagram of the fact that when Jane and John have sex, if John slept with Heather and Sally and Heather and Sally slept with two people each and those people slept with two people each, that you are sleeping with all of those people on that side. Did you not get that in sex ed? You know,
1: vaguely, I vaguely remember because it's been such a minute. But, um, <laughs> but I do remember hearing like people saying that, you know, when you do have sex with someone, you are having sex with all their previous partners as well, which I'm not going to lie. I don't know if that's scientifically legit, which I have a, a slight feeling we're going to get into today, um, <laughs> but um I don't think that.
0: So the reason why they taught it this way is to teach about STDs. So wow. Jane, or I forgot the name of the examples I gave. So you have uh, Jane and John, John slept with Heather and Sally, all of those people on the, on John's side, that STD moves through all of them to ends up at John, John shares that STD with Jane. That was the point of it. The point, uh, <laughs>
1: I'm getting <laughs> Oh my at, gosh. This <laughs> in a sounds very so roundabout like, way. Yeah. <laughs> is today
0: we're going to talk about sexual secrets. Yes. And there's different types. That's just one of them that we're going to talk about. I just thought that was a very fun way to kind of open the show today.
1: Well, it definitely got our listeners' attention, I mean, you got my attention because I didn't know you were going to do that. I'm like, where, is we, where are we going with this, this
0: <laughs> sexual doing? <laughs>
1: uh, STD centipede type thing going on? I don't know. <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, so the way you explained it just now, mm-hmm. so let's say Sally has chlamydia and it, Sally had sex with Jeff and then Sally now has sex with Luke. Is it working like that? Like, that STD she gave it to I already Oh, them, right? I, already I see. I age. see what
0: you're doing. Yeah. Okay, so Jane and John. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's let's make this so that this is understandable for our listeners. Too. Yeah, because I'm
1: already lost. I, I think I right got lost. Damn. So instead
0: of Jane <sighs> and John, we'll say Kanan and Andrea because oh. we're two actual people. Okay. Yeah. We wouldn't sleep together anyways, but it makes more sense.
1: Okay.
0: And if. You are sleeping. Oh, my God. I'm going to give myself the STD. (laughs) You are sleeping with me. And I slept with a John and a Tom. Mm -hmm. But Tom slept with five women before. Everyone, like, if he slept with one of those women and she gave him an STD, it goes through. So, like.
1: So he could give it to you. Yep. With Mm -hmm.
0: whoever. She gave him an STD. He gave it to me. I'm giving it to you. You're giving it to the next one. The next person that you sleep with, say it's uh, Sally. Sally gives it to the next guy she sleeps with. Yeah, this works.
1: Yeah, it's just passed. That's it. the point. Okay,
0: so Hopefully that I mean- made more sense.
1: Yeah, that, that makes way more sense. I mean, that's kind of how I guess we all thought that it works. I know some people like to think one person is like a dirty bitch and they're just giving it to everyone. But honestly, that's not really how it works. It's one no. person. It's like tag. The game tag, remember? <laughs> tag, tag, you're tag, it. Tag, you're it. <laughs> think of like certain SDs like that. Like if you get crass, hey, you got tagged. You're it. I remember one time. When I was a teenager, I was hooking with this guy. I thought he was so cute. I, the one of our first days, he sat in between my legs and I braided his hair, like one of those, you know, Aww. isn't that cute? Like an RB and b music video. Um, anyway, <laughs> so I braided his hair and we like made out, had sex. He gave me crabs.
0: And oh, then, then
1: Exactly. And then like two days later, like I realized what was going on. I, I was like, what the fuck is this? So I called him. said, I think you gave me crabs." He says, nah, man, that wasn't me. It must be someone else you slept with. First of all, I wasn't a slut at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> he was the only one, because I was at that eight period in my life where every person I was intimate with, they were the only person I was intimate with. You know, I wasn't, you know, hooking up with- You were homo-
0: monogamous.
1: Yeah, with Aww. every guy else. I, I was like, I didn't want to touch anyone else. I want to be a good boyfriend. But um, I guess he wasn't. So when I told him <laughs> about it, he was like, nah, you didn't get that from me. And it makes me think about like today's episode where it's like, you have, you're hooking up with someone, Mm -hmm. you meet them, you're going out on a date, you like them, you know, it's two two dates in, you know, I mean, maybe you don't know that you have an STD, but if you do know, right? when do you tell
0: someone? Or even if you don't know, because you haven't been tested in a while, I feel like these are two completely separate conversations you should be having with your partner. Mm -hmm. And think about it. How many times do you have this conversation with someone before you sleep with them?
1: Almost never, because I feel like when we first sleep with someone, it's in the heat of the moment. And it's usually right. like when we're not, a, It's isn't that like how most babies are born? It's like, you know, you're having a date night with someone, you're watching a movie. You weren't really planning on having sex, even though, you know, date night, movie, dinner equals sex. You weren't really planning it. Next thing you know, he's <sighs> popping his penis in you. <laughs>
0: I think most babies are born because two loving parents get together and want to have a child.
1: (laughs) Okay. In the perfect world. Yes. All babies are born because two parents love each other. Yes.
0: I I, I think you're getting a unplanned pregnancies happen. way. yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well.
1: Which is, well, the, the way I'm looking at it, that's kind of on the same terms as like an STD. That's not really planned. You don't plan on catching, you know, herpes or <laughs> catching the I clap or something like that. That you were
0: comparing an STD to an unplanned pregnancy is awesome. It's totally, well, it can- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. 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 Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) back to where you were starting to go until I think I sort of interrupted you. When do you have that conversation of, Hey, I have an STD or Hey, I haven't been tested in like three years or something ridiculous. I did see recently in my research that if you haven't been tested in six months, and it's like not being tested at all. You need to be getting tested every six months. And every time you have a new partner, mm-hmm. which can be slightly embarrassing when you're constantly going into the doctor and saying, hey, I need new STD testing. Mm-hmm. Even if you're using a condom, you should still be getting it done. Yeah. But that's always an awkward conversation with the doctor or with the nurse practitioner is actually who it's with mm-hmm. when, at least for me, when I sit down and I'm like, answering all of her questions. And she's asking me like, you know, are you using a condom? Are you being safe? How many sexual partners have you had since your last visit? Or are you being what minogamous? kind of sex do you have?
1: <laughs> are yes. you having vaginal sex, oral sex or anal yes.
0: sex? They ask all <laughs> the questions now. Yeah.
1: Are, do you come in contact with semen? vaginas secretions or anything like those weird like questions yeah seriously it yeah, it's like what why do you need to know this and it's like i can see why they need to know it because it helps with statistics and shit like that
0: yes and it helps them if you know you do end up with an std for them to be able to kind of backtrack it a little bit and help mm-hmm. you figure out where it came from yeah but it's embarrassing it's yeah i don't know at least for me it's embarrassing I
1: feel like it shouldn't be embarrassing. You know, there was a character, we kind of talked about her character in like the last episode. Uh, Well, no, we were really talking about the new show and just like that, but there was a character in the original Sex and City show, Samantha Jones. And there was an episode where she kind of had to embrace, you know, getting tested for, I think it was HIV. And it was a whole thing about, what if I get it, I'm going to die. There is like, you know, people have like this, weirdness about sexuality, especially here in America, because we're not supposed to be as promiscuous, that means we should definitely not be going to the doctor as often. I know every so often I'll tell my friend, oh, I I had a doctor's visit. Their first question is, oh, why did you go to the doctor? What is wrong with you? I'm like, why does something (laughs) need to be wrong with me to go to the doctor? Like, this is why a lot of men diet. Yeah. This is like why a lot of, there's a lot of cardiovascular issues. Like I was talking to my husband earlier today and I was like, I can see why so many people end up 300 pounds because mm. if no one goes to the fucking doctor and you're just eating and you're vegging out at home all the time, you can easily go from like 183 to like 303 pounds without even thinking about, it, cause you're never at the doctor. You're never getting weighed you, mm-hmm. or you're just afraid to go. Or you think You don't need to go. It's like guys who are straight, who have sex with gay men, air quotes, and (laughs) don't get tested for any STDs because they don't consider themselves gay. So when they go to the doctor, if they go to the doctor, the doctor will be like, "Um, can I test you for HIV and stuff like that? And there are guys out there that think, well, I'm not gay, so I wouldn't get the gay disease, which is how a lot of women ended up catching HIV from their partners. Because if your partner doesn't even consider himself gay, how can he possibly catch a gay disease, you know?
0: Well, think about it. You're having this very intimate conversation with the nurse. Mm -hmm. It is. You're sharing the most intimate things about yourself, about your sexuality with a stranger sometimes, or someone you don't know very well, at least. Depends on how frequent you... How frequently you see the doctor yeah, whether or not how well you know your nurse or yeah. the turnover rate at the doctor's office. But <laughs> talking to your partner about STDs or just in general, when the last time you were tested, we, we tend to do it after we have sex.
1: Yeah. And if they don't give us the answer we want, we tend to have that, you know, 72 hours of panic mode. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh
0: my God. Oh gosh. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> is never,
1: yeah. Which is never fun, which I guess is why it's always good to practice safe sex because then you don't have to worry about that. You know, there are people though.
0: There are still uh, diseases you can get even with safe sex.
1: Yes. I think with um, prep, And stuff like that that exists i don't know if that's like a thing for straight people because i think your main focus half the time is i don't want a baby but for like (laughs) 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 but for like gay men and i guess i I don't know who else um your main thing is i guess stds and there's Mm -hmm. a thing out here called prep that allows men to or whoever, it's mainly for men because they say in the commercials, you have to be a natural born man to take this pill um, to help you not contract or get HIV, which now gives a lot of guys, I guess, this false sense of I can fuck whoever I want because now I don't have to worry about catching HIV, yeah. which then kind of cancels out that conversation about Thanks do you have an STD? Cause now you're like, I don't need to worry about that. I got, I'm on prep. I can fuck right. whoever I want. Now, question for you mm. and women, plan B or, <laughs> or the more, is it, is plan B the morning after pill?
0: <laughs> um, yes. I laugh because when I first started my business, I called it plan B and everyone kept saying, wait, do you sell the morning after pill? So now I'm date smarter instead of <laughs> plan B.
1: <laughs> okay. And wait, did that come out after you named your business? Please tell me it did.
0: The, the morning after pill has been out the- for years. <laughs> oh,
1: dang.
0: I was well, just trying to be clever because mm-hmm. I was hosting speed dating events. And the idea was like when plan A doesn't work to meet someone naturally. You need to go to plan B, which is coming to a speed dating event. But it was, it just, yeah. I mean, you could have played, it's a play on
1: words. Anyway. It is. The question that I have for you is for straight women, or I guess, I don't want to make anyone feel alienated listening to this show, but this is specifically for straight women. Does it give you a false sense sometimes when you're out being sexual and, or do you have female friends that it gives a false sense of, well, I don't have to worry about getting pregnant anymore. So if I see this hot guy and he wants to bang it out real quick, let's go. I'll just get plan B tomorrow morning. And if anything happens, cause.
0: Oh, so it doesn't actually work like that. You can't. Like, you have to get plan B within a certain amount of time mm-hmm. <laughs> from having sex. And I think you can get it from like Planned Parenthood for like 50 bucks, maybe, mm-hmm. but they'll only give it to you so many times.
1: Okay. Does so
0: it's it's not, you're not allowed to use it like birth control.
1: Which is my next question. Birth control pills. Does that give a false sense of, oh, I could just do whatever, whatever I want because yes. I, okay. So that's like the so. equivalency of the prep pills for gay men. It's like. You get out there. And since you're not worried about the outcome of that, right. it makes you more sexually open. So
0: I think so. I think because women will be on birth control and there's so many different types of birth control, but if a woman is on birth control and she's not necessarily worried about pregnancy, she forgets sometimes, and not all women, some women are really good about understanding that you still have to use condoms because you want to avoid an STD. But I know for a fact, there are women out there that get on birth control and forget that birth control only protects you from pregnancy. It doesn't do jack shit against an STD. Mm -hmm. You still have to be aware of the fact that you don't know your partner or where they've been. If you haven't had the conversation prior to having sex Mm -hmm. and if you're having a one night stand, or if you've only been on a few dates with that person, you know, when do you decide to have sex with them? Usually for most people, it's the, like you said, the heat of the moment, which means you have not had that conversation.
1: Like we almost never have that conversation, which the point of everything I was trying to get to is I feel like because of those things, because we're not, because we're afraid to go to the doctor, first of all, and then because we're like so relaxed with certain things sexually because of some pill, it almost feels like, does this conversation need to happen? I'm protected. I don't care. We don't need to have this conversation. Yeah. Like, Why do we need to talk about STDs? If I get chlamydia, I'll just get a pill. The only one that really needs to be of concern nowadays is, what, herpes? Because, you know, ooh, I mean outbreaks and stuff. I'm I'm Mm. saying it from an ignorant point of view, how someone might view all of this. Like I don't have to worry about anything except herpes. And usually if someone has herpes, I would know. So I feel like we all have this false sense of security, which cancels out that conversation. Oh, I have an STD or, oh, Mm -hmm. I've been tested X, Y, Z. Or, oh, my body count is, I mean, that's not really shouldn't be something we talk about, but I feel like it makes it harder to have that conversation. So right. when should we, should we have sex before you that know, conversation is had? When? No,
0: of course not. Like should, and what we do are two different things. You know, <laughs> here's another example, which you're probably not aware of because, well, you're not female and <laughs> you don't sleep with females. Um. HPV. So women get HPV passed from men. Men don't get symptoms. Women do. Women get a vaccine or can get a vaccine when they're young to prevent, to help the prevention of HPV, but it's not guaranteed for one. And there are women who are older who. Somebody my age never got vaccinated for HPV because the vaccine came out when we were too old. Yes, I just dated myself.
1: (laughs) Too old. Older.
0: (laughs) Uh, Too old. No, you're not too (laughs) old. (laughs) But if you did get the HPV vaccine, then it's possible you're not really thinking about it. And it is one of those sexually transmitted diseases, because it is that 90% of people have had, and they never know that they had because a lot of times there's no symptoms to it. As sometimes there are, sometimes there aren't. But for women, it can cause cervical cancer. Mm. So there's a huge fallout to it. If you are one of the few that end up with it and end up with those symptoms, you can end up with cervical cancer. And that's a nightmare in itself. So yeah. yes, I do think... You know, the PrEP pill, you said it's a pill? Yeah. The PrEP pill and, you know, the HPV vaccine and birth control give this very, very false sense of security when it comes to STDs or even pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And yes, you should have, you should, there's that word again, should, should be having these conversations with your partner before you sleep together. But come on, let's be real that shit's
1: not going to happen. It's not. And I think it's mainly just because of how laxed we are because of these pills. It's almost like our healthcare system in a way. It's like, like uh, I went to the doctor recently he's like, Kanan, you're going on 40 years old. Cause like, you know, as a black man, I have to go to the doctor. That's like one of our weaknesses a lot of times. And he's like, okay, your, your dad died of a stroke. So obviously high blood pressure is an issue in your family. So mm-hmm. You need to do something about that. And I think for a lot of people, we just get lax. We're like, oh, I'll just get on a pill. And that's what he's threatening me with. He says, if you don't get this under control, I'm going to have to put you on a pill to get your blood pressure under control. So now I'm like, okay, do I be a typical American? It's just like, fuck that. I want to continue drinking my wine and eating my rich food and sitting on my ass all day. Or do I make a lifestyle change? I think for a lot of Americans, because the pills work and because mm-hmm. the science does work, we're like, fuck it. If if I get something, I'll right. just take a pill. I've heard young gay men say, I don't, I don't care about HIV AIDS anymore. I can just take a pill, I'll be fine. Like, who cares? Like, I'm just gonna go and live my best life. I'm gonna get fucked however I want to get fucked. And people are saying this. Yeah, that's because sad. they're so relaxed about sexuality because of these pills. And I think. It's just, we don't need to have the conversation anymore, basically, is what it feels like. We don't have to be, we don't have to have these intimate, deep conversations about our sexual past, which makes me think, do you, besides STDs, there's like two things that people have a hard time sharing when it comes to like dating someone. If they're still a virgin and their body count, we started at the top of the show talking mm-hmm. about body mm-hmm. count and how that leads to STDs and stuff. But why do we get funny when it comes to sharing the, that as well with someone like I'm a virgin. Or body
0: count? Or for, yeah. the virgin. Let's, let's start
1: with the body count. Yeah. Like, what is that about? Well,
0: what do you let's, think that is? Let's start with the statistically speaking, men and women lie about their body count. Especially in heterosexual relationships, when they're mm-hmm. sharing the information with each other, mm-hmm. women tend to underplay <laughs> mm-hmm. and kind of subtract a few and do a roundabout, yeah, somewhere around and lowball um- it. <laughs> <laughs> and men go the other way. They want a mm-hmm. higher body count because it makes them appear more desirable. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of the annoyance and the like ridiculousness that we still do this shit that women, you know, are shamed for a high body count, but we are. And yeah. that's an uncomfortable conversation sometimes to have with a partner Yeah, to be able to tell someone that you have a higher body count than they do. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's happened to me before.
1: My question is, and I gotta be kind of, I, I don't know if it makes me a slut. But who this do straight people keep a log? Is there like a notebook that you buy as a straight person and you put in in each slide? Okay, I had sex with Billy on July the first, oh, so that counts as one more? Or do you actually have like notches behind your your straight people beds where it's like one, two, three, four? <laughs> up, gotta cross <laughs> the five through them. <laughs> like what? Like, awesome. like what is it? Like I don't. I don't.
0: Okay side thought here somebody please invent a body count notebook you know like the little black book yes that would be fucking awesome if it like had these little pre like pages that had space for name age little details that you would even a want
1: picture to- you put in a, their little passport photos oh yeah so oh yeah i had sex with him there's there, there he is he even like stamped it so it's like you know Proof. There
0: needs to be an app for that so that you can even take the picture right there and just upload it right into the app and you can keep your body count, the body uh, count app.
1: Body Somebody count
0: create app. this shit, please. is too much.
1: I have seen on, I think it's squirt.org. Don't ask me how I know this. I just do. Um, but I went on that site and <laughs> you rate the people that you've hooked. Actually, I've seen this on other places. By accident, however- You rate the people that you've had sex with and you leave a review like, yeah, he gave me a really good blow job Um, or, oh, they were a little dirty, you know, they should clean up next time before someone comes over. Like actual reviews of the person sexually. Like you could get a thumbs up or a thumbs fucking down.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Well, this is a world we live in. <laughs> That's awful. You could get recommended sexually. Yeah, I'd fuck him too. He's really good in bed. You should definitely give him a go. Like what the fuck? Like what in the actual fuck?
0: <laughs> I mean, friend groups that are small, especially in a place like where I live, where it's a, a fair it's not a small town, but it, it's a small city. It feels like a very small town because where I am is mostly either retirees or college students Mm -hmm. and the rest of us that are range. (laughs) So So yes, you do end up sleeping with the same people because it's just, it's a limited Mm -hmm. amount of people in this area. This is starting to sound really terrible, but that happens i've seen friends do that where it's like oh yeah i slept with him he was really good you should totally sleep with him yeah so that's that's all that is it's an app it. i think well it's
1: i guess uh, amongst friends it's more vocal than it is you know actual reviews and star counts next to a person's face whether they're good or not in bed but In the way for, I guess, a gay man on that side, his body count is literally displayed. And for, I've seen for some gay men, not all, this is just a very small group or maybe bigger than I think, there's pride in how many people you've had sex with. Like I was following this one Twitter account And I think this guy was doing an event one night where he books a hotel room for three days. And for three days, he just lets random men come and ejaculate in him. And each guy that comes and comes in him, they take a marker and they write it on his back. And I think for one day, (laughs) he had 73 men ejaculate him over a three-day span. So it's like the complete opposite. So for straight people, if, if you tell a guy you had 73 dudes, you know, coming in you. He would look at you as a dirty, disgusting slut, throw you out of the house, probably curse your name to all his male friends, yada, yada, yada. But for some gay men, not all, because I know there's a gay, probably a gay person listening is now saying, I would be disgusted by that. That being said, mm. for some gay men, that's like a sense of pride. Like I've slept with all these guys, like- and it's wow. a, it's a pride thing. So it's interesting hearing this from straight people. Like, and and it's in movies. I've seen like American Pie where the, the guy will ask the girl, how many, maybe it's not in American right. Pie, movies like that. Um, how many girls, how many guys did you sleep on? And she tell him. And then the rest of the whole movie is him shaming her and him treating her like a slut until she could win him back over. Like I've seen that storyline. So I, I can tell it's a thing with straight people.
0: No, 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 for sure, for sure. And it is like, an issue you know it makes me wonder because we talk about how it is for straight couples or for gay couples but you know i would be really curious to know what it's like for lesbians is it the same are you shamed for your body count i have a feeling and this is just a guess that it's not
1: yeah i feel like it's not too um And I don't joke how promiscuous they are. Yeah, I was just going to say the running joke about lesbians is that they're serial monogamous. They have from one long-term relationship with kids and a dog to another long-term relationship with kids and a dog to another long-term relationship with kids and a dog. So it's like, I don't know.
0: If we have any lesbians listening, could you please inform us? Also, yeah. could you please be a guest? <laughs> yes. Please? Yes, we haven't had,
1: have we had a lesbian
0: guest?
1: No. I we don't really ask those questions ahead of
0: time. I know a lot of gay men. I don't seem to know very many lesbian women. I don't know why that is.
1: I would say the same for myself. I know a lot of gay men. I know a lot of straight women. I know a lot of straight men. I, I've had a few lesbian friends in the past, but i don't it's not like yeah yeah they're like so we're a, just
0: putting it out there now if there are any lesbian women listening to this no matter how long it's been we still want to have you as a guest Yeah.
1: Please, because and we're not yeah
0: right we're we're not trying to expose you or anything like that it's just we want to educate our listeners and I feel like we do a fairly good job. I cover the, you know, the side of the heterosexual relationships and you cover the gay aspect, but I don't know what it's like to be a lesbian. I don't know what it's like. I, I just don't know.
1: I don't know either. Yeah. And these questions like. Like I used to wonder, is STD a concern for? because it seems like for most STDs a penis is involved. If I were to just, penis. yeah, it like, <laughs> so it makes me, what are like, are they dealing with the STD issues? Are they, de- they're not dealing with pregnancy issues. Like it, I'm just being totally ignorant about it. I am, you guys listening, I am completely ignorant about the lifestyle lives of lesbian and non-binary and transgender people. I am going to be completely honest about it
0: yeah I don't know as far as STds how that would work yeah um, I know there's a lot of STds that you can pass orally yeah so that would be those would be a concern yeah um
1: still feel like there's a penis involved somehow
0: but <laughs> <laughs>
1: like I'm trying to think what would you get orally if you were to anyway so we're penis. we're kind of yeah, we're anyways.
0: Yeah, we're sidetracked by the penis again. Here we yeah, go. Here we go. <laughs> um, back to our original thought process here. I do want to make sure we cover one more in our sex secrets. And that's safe sex. We kind of talked about it, but we didn't really dive deep into it. Wait, how is that a secret though? Okay, so the problem is having that conversation. Having the conversation of how safe you are sexually with other partners. If I decide that, hey, there's this really hot guy, let's call him Mike. I'm going to sleep with Mike. And I'm withholding this secret of I don't like to use condoms. It's not true, people. So just so that you know that the listeners I, this is an example, <laughs> This is not real. If I'm going to sleep with Mike and I'm one of those people who doesn't like to use condoms, that's a huge secret to be withholding.
1: I see your point now.
0: Because it does stem back to the whole STD problem. Yeah. Back to my Jane and John sexual tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my tree map. Right. If I'm not telling this person the fact that I don't like to use condoms because and I've had this actual this actual conversation with certain male partners before where they've said, like, I don't like to use condoms. I find them really uncomfortable. And it's like, you don't ever use condoms. I don't want to sleep with you. Like, even if you get tested, I just it creeps me out that yeah. you don't like to use condoms with anyone.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely risky behavior. It's definitely uh, living on the edge of life, I guess. It's definitely uh, putting yourself out there and seeing what happens, people that do that. And honestly, let's all be real. It does feel better without a condom, but Mm -hmm. you, as an adult to make the decision to only have sex with people without a condom, you have to be open to the fact that you are going to get STDs that aside, I, that does come up. Like I've seen it where it's like a guy will be talking to a guy and they really like him or they really like each other. And it's time to, you know, hook up or, or set something up and they're like, oh, so do you, do are you safe or BB? BB mean bareback. And Mm. then, you know, the guy will say, either say, oh, I'm into bareback. And the other one is like, ew, really? So, okay. Mm. Because that is actually a a demographic of the gay community, a a small group within the community that only practice bareback sex. Like that's, you know, there's a clothing company called, uh, fuck. Pig, something pig, uh, nasty, nasty pig. And basically my husband and I have gone to like clothing optional um, resorts in Palm Springs. That's like one of our favorite things to do. It's so freeing. But the point of this conversation, there'll be guys there that will wear like nasty pig attire, like either their underwear or their tank tops or their hats. And what nasty pig is really about, and I'm just going to be very blunt about it, is guys who enjoy having very raunchy, dirty sex with each other coming in each, there's no safe sex involved. So for some people Uh, that is their life, like being into bareback is a part of their identity. Mm. So I would, I can see that coming up in a conversation. You see a hot guy, you know, you Uh want to hook up with him. It's like, yeah, I don't like condoms. And that does scare people off.
0: I have had it, I can't believe I'm sharing this, but I've had it happen before in the moment where Mm -hmm. it was like, heat of the moment, we're going to have sex. And I pull the whole, do you have a condom? If not, I do, because I'm always, I'm safe. I like to make sure that I'm prepared. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, having that conversation of, oh, no, I don't like to use condoms and having to like literally pull away from someone and go, what? (laughs) You what? oh shit this isn't happening that sucks yeah Yeah. and I'll have to go home and use my vibrator
1: yeah I mean that's I've literally pulled someone out of me oh my god whoa this is so fucking dirty holy shit anyway in my early 20s I would go to like parties and stuff and that's what would be happening there a lot of gay men participate I have been to parties oh my God, I'm giving away too much. But, <laughs> but my husband ha- and I have been to parties out here, like sex parties. We've seen actors on television shows in these parties and jock straps Ooh. where people are fucking around these parties. I'm not going to say who, cause I'm not into like outing people. Actually, I think right. one of them is out of the closet, but um, yeah. Um, but I've been in situations where I stopped the person because you can tell the difference sometimes if, well, sometimes I say sometimes cause it's depending on how much lube is involved, it's kind of hard to tell if they're wrapped up or not. But um, I've stopped people, you know, like, no, because it's like, to me, it's, it's hard for me to allow someone to come inside of my body without protection. I'm not going to be like, I I might be a little bit, I might be a little riskier as the top, but, If I were a female or as a bottle, I don't want every dick that's going past me, like going inside of my body. So I will say sometimes I do look at the people that are very promiscuous, that are on the receiving end of all of it. I'm like,
0: are you never fucking scared when you go to the doctor? Like ever? This is why I said I wanted to be a duck from two, three episodes ago, whatever the heck it is. Two episodes ago. (laughs) I want the flap, the flap, the duck flap. Yeah. And if any of our listeners have no idea what I'm talking about, go back to episode 13, season two, episode 13 with Dr. Nathan, where we talk about the duck and the flap. Yes.
1: And then you'll understand what I'm talking about. Eye-opening. Actually, that whole episode is very eye-opening. The stuff he talked about at that show. (laughs) yeah exactly
0: (laughs) i mean i really hope no one was offended by that show and i i don't if you are wow you're
1: a real prude that's all i have to say
0: (laughs) well i do know that we have some real prudes that listen to us because they're my actual friends yeah (laughs)
1: oh well sorry those that are listening to that are prudes we don't mean to be mean but
0: no it's not a mean thing it's we I just feel, want to talk about topics that are taboo. Exactly.
1: I feel like we're desensitized to almost everything except sex. Yeah. Like we can see dead bodies getting slaughtered on television all day right. long. So true. But God forbid we talk about, you know, wanting to see an erect penis or touching like this whole thing online with women's boobs, not being able to be seen. Or their nipples it's so absurd to me and on the uh, so many the
0: malfunctions like the clothing malfunctions wardrobe malfunctions that kind of stuff no where a nipple gets exposed
1: no the fact that men can show their nipples and women can't and i've seen some pictures of men's chests on instagram that legit look like breasts Mm. full display but a woman like the story about elliot page before he transitioned can never show his nipples on t- on Instagram. As soon as he transitioned, now his nipples can be seen. Like, uh, I don't understand. It's uh, We're so weird yeah. with sex. And I think we've become desensitized about it in the wrong ways where we just can't talk about what we're talking about in this show with each other. Right. We can't talk about our body count. We can't talk about whether or not I'm a virgin and you're the first guy that's fucking me. Right. Because we're absolutely. afraid of being ashamed we're afraid of the shame there's so much sexual shame which is literally leading to all these stds to all these like unwanted children let's be real like the shame surrounding sex is fucking us up. like oh i'm sorry i i i go on a
0: tangent (laughs) it's okay it happens (laughs) we're used to it (laughs) anyways with that said This has been hopefully a, an eye-opening, enlightening conversation for our listeners. I think that it's definitely something that needs to be discussed. And I feel like we always come back to the same thing every almost every episode. It comes down to having a conversation. If you can't have a conversation with your partner about sex, then you probably shouldn't be having sex. I feel like I sound like my mother right now, but <laughs> she was right. If you can't talk about it, you shouldn't be having it.
1: St- I mean, I, yeah.
0: <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> please remember to follow us on your favorite podcast streaming network, Date Smarter, Sexier. Give us a review. We love to read your reviews. And if you want to be a guest, whether you are straight, gay, lesbian, non-binary, we don't care. human we if you're a human. Hu- we
1: want a human guest that yes. wants and has experience or is experiencing or hasn't yet but wants to experience love and sex in some form, everyone on planet Earth wants, well, at least to my knowledge or my thought pattern wants love, mm-hmm. wants some kind of sexual connection, wants to feel what's great about mm-hmm. being human. And if you're alive, you probably want the same things that we do. So Absolutely. come on our show and talk about it.
0: Yeah, just be comfortable talking about it. Don't worry, these are pre-recorded. <laughs> yeah, woo, woo, woo. Mm-hmm. no, we won't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to make a false promise, but let me not. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, I can tell that's where you're going. <laughs> So, thank you for listening to us. We appreciate you and keep dating smarter. Thank you for listening to this episode of Date Smarter Sexier. If you'd like more information on how you can be more successful with love and dating, or to schedule a free consultation with me, your dating coach and matchmaker, please visit datesmartersexier.com and please subscribe to this show at your favorite podcast streaming platform.